Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! Happy Groundhog Day, Slee! How do you, do you observe privately? Do you throw a party at your house? How do you, uh... How do you observe Groundhog Day? A uh, lot of people come over. <laughs> yeah, me too. A lot of people come yeah, over. Bright early in the we have in common. Yeah, yeah. Come over and we look for our own shadows. Exactly. I had forgotten it was Groundhog Day until Emily reminded me this morning, <sighs> and apparently he saw his shadow. I did not forget. Yeah, yeah. he saw it's a shadow. Six more weeks of winter, guys. I know we're all waiting on bated Don't we breath. Have like satellites and stuff. And, you know, weathermen that actually have some skill nowadays that it's not just, hey, what is old Phil coming out of this little cage thing? I feel like we've got more. Um, nope. That's what we have. Accurate that's what we're, systems to predict the weather. That's what we wait for. It's definitely like the stupidest thing I think that the East Coast has ever done is the Groundhog's Day thing. So it's like Punxsutawney Phil. Is it a bigger Gobbler's deal back there, Nub. Emily? Like, yeah. do they get fired up for it? Right. Because, yes, they do. Because we get fired it's, up. <laughs> it's winter because like oh you're waiting for this thing and like when i was a kid i believed that this was actually true i was like oh my gosh this groundhog is gonna and i would get really mad or sad whether whatever the um <laughs> result was but just like can we just i'm gonna take a second to listen to this uh what they do so i don't know if you guys have ever actually watched this broadcast many, and outside of the so movie, many times outside of the movie I, I i swear to god that you said that that al i did not know that there was like a i knew it's as a, a real kid, yeah it's that a there was thing. groundhog day yeah. right that it was a thing that was kind of a joke and whatnot i didn't know there was like this whole celebration about punks of tawny phil until the bill murray movie i thought that it was a creation <laughs> for the movie that they created this thing i didn't know it was real no, yeah, this is true. So I'm going to play uh, part of the clip from this morning of their announcement of uh, Groundhog Day. Now on this February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, was awakened seer from his wintry seer. nap at dawn on Gobbler's Knob. Phil looked to the skies and then, speaking in Groundhoggies, no directed this President Dunkel to the proper scroll, which reads... I see the morning has brought the finest people. Yes. I see their bravery and spirit. <laughs> Amen. The time has come, I can feel it. Hallelujah. The excitement, Preach. I can hear it. I see the folks with gray in their hair, and I see the kids all young and scrawny. Their eyes and cheeks aglow from the cold, clean air of sweet Punxsutawney. I see that everyone knows their parts, and I this, am merely uh, the her same. Her clip is 14 right. minutes. It's <laughs> so, going to take us actually to DeMarco. So this is... <laughs> They do this whole thing and whole production, and they bring out this aging or old, like ancient groundhog. Clearly, it's the groundhog gets replaced every year, and they yeah, just, they wake him up from his slumber. It's just it's the stupidest thing ever, and it's, it's pretty. Well, stupid. I mean, your opinion. I don't. I don't think. I think a lot of other people would disagree with that. Yeah, it, but I just it's just one of those bits thing. I don't know. I I just. I so can't get Emily, do you know AJ? Strong. Do you know AJ Deroom is? Does that name ring a bell? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, he's the groundhog handler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I well, they have a secret Taylor society right of people away. that handle these groundhogs that read the scroll. It's like a secret society in the town AJ. of Punxsutawney. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so Al and I are Californians. Groundhog Day just not really a thing. Emily obviously has very strong feelings about how much she dislikes it. As a Midwesterner, Taylor, Groundhog Day was what? 
not a big deal, but I, I actually hate groundhogs. So we call them woodchucks in Iowa, and they're invasive. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they, they destroy the, the foundations of buildings and homes and barns. Do you dispose of them? Yeah, when I was little, uh, my dad, oh, he actually, <laughs> he gave me a community. bow and arrow and told me to go and get some uh, groundhogs if I could find any. A bow and arrow? Yeah. Well, he's not going to give a kid a gun. Come well, on. I mean, at that point, is there much of a difference? <laughs> I mean, I still feel like Do you know a lot one of things thing can happen. That did not come out of my dad's mouth when I was growing up is, hey, here's a bow and arrow. Go handle that. That definitely did not happen at the sleeve house. They're destroying the barn. Come on. Yeah, no, I take understand. Care of it. Look, we get it. A different I'm just life. saying that my dad was not telling me the same thing that your dad was telling you. It was a little bit different that where is, we came that's from. That's awesome. Were you good with a bow and arrow? I bet he was. Yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Not was, trying to brag, but uh, was it a crossbow like Chewy, or was it a bow and arrow like uh, you know? You got to wind it back. Yeah, it's a bow and arrow. It was this one. Right. Okay. Last of the Mohicans. Yes. Yes. Katniss Everdeen. I, I was trying to think of the the movie that we Last of the Mohicans is perfect. Yeah. Dances with Wolves. That yeah. bow and Hunger arrow, games. as yeah. opposed to crossbow, Hunger shoot games. it like a gun. Hunger Games. There you go. Uh, I want to go back to that clip. I don't know why we cut that off right in the middle. We missed the best part at the end, Emily. What okay, happened well, at the end? you got to play it off the end because I can't go to the end right now. Well, let's wait. Let's build the suspense. You sure? <laughs> let, let, people are it. pulling let's, over in their let, car saying, play the, the end. <laughs> play the let's, let, let's wait until it plays out a little bit and we will we will build oh, audience in with the, the big reveal a little bit later on. Um 137-year history of Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. Um, look, 137 years ago, there wasn't a lot going on. You needed to create events to get people out of their uh, homes and out of their, their, their wagons to come look at these things. My favorite is, um, I didn't really have to type in much. Uh, NPR has a full article that I have not got a chance to read. Bookmark, though. But I got AJ on there. <laughs> I found that part. AJ's a big piece of this. Perfect. Um, I did not waste a lot of time on Groundhog Day yesterday, but you guys, and I, I don't even remember how we got there, but I got started on a black hole through the internet yesterday. You know, so sometimes like, you just want to go find something that leads to the thing, and the next thing you know, you look up and a couple of hours have gone by. I had one of those yesterday. And it started with us I'm talking- already interested. We remember we were talking about the Seattle Sonics logo? Yeah. And I- a couple of people were sending it to me. That's not the one I'm talking about. So I go online last night to look for the Seattle Seahawks or Seattle Supersonics logo that I remember as a kid. And I found it and I sent it to Taylor. I'm like, this is the one I was talking about. Yeah. And then that kind of connected to an old Jack Sigma poster. Sure. No, it makes and, sense. And I'm thinking, I kind of remember that poster, but I remember having a George Brett edition of that same thing. Next thing I know, I'm in a black hole of 1970s, early 80s Sports Illustrated posters. I went through all of them. Mm -hmm. I went through all of them all over again, looking at all these random people from the 70s and 80s. It was the most fun I've had wasting two hours in weeks. So usually when people who use the Ethernet, the Internet, uh, and they go down a black hole, I've heard stories of the type of black holes they go down. That's not a story that I've heard that they spent two <laughs> I even, hours this is how much researching time I posters I, I and everything I tweeted else. about it last night. That's yeah. how much time I realized I had wasted. And I, and I put it out there. I said, look, if you're anywhere roughly my age and a sports fan, you're and I put a link to these posters. You're going to know. I got 100 people hitting me back like that was awesome. 
That was amazing. I, I, I remember these two. I had the Wally Joyner one. I had the, the Johnny Bench one. Whatever it was, it was a complete waste of time that I am anxious to do all over again. I go down, like, I thought you were going to come back with, bro, there's some conspiracy theories oh, going no. on. I, I did not know this existed. Nope. Try to keep it light in the household. Sleep. Jack Sigma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which led to Johnny Bench, which led to Jim Palmer. Do you know that there was a Ray Guy poster back? They had, we had posters of punters. Why did we have that? No, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, well, they, there's one out there. He's one of the first ones that come up. I don't need conspiracy theories. There's enough. I, I have enough bad thoughts rolling around. I don't need to go deep into yeah. the internet. I just want to go even further on those. Nah. Let let those let those bad thoughts grow roots. Pete writes. I had the Larry Bird poster. Ordered it right from Sports Illustrated. I probably had the football phone as well. I told you. I told you the poster I had growing up as a kid. The. Lakers were in the transition period, and it was the next generation, and it was just the stars in the background, and it's like they were all in space, and it was Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, and Cedric <laughs> Oh, they were Sabalos. in outer space? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the next generation. Watch out for them. Um, it's funny, because I think a lot of people back in the day, and I don't know, I'm assuming posters are not of interest anymore. Maybe I'm wrong, but back in the day, posters were like, Basically everything when it came to sports. Was it that one? It was exactly that one. <laughs> oh, it's, it doesn't take long to find that one. And it was, watch out, this is going to be the future of the Lakers. It's Sabalos, Van Exel, and Eddie Jones. Oh, yeah. 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 And None then Sabalos really... ended up one, being two, traded three. for Ori. Who was 1-2-3 Cancun? Was that, that Van that's Exel? Nick. That's yeah, Nick? That's yeah. Nick, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the, hey, guys, it's time for the offseason. <laughs> so, by the way, that was 30 years ago, and it still resonates. One to, Pretty great thing to say. I mean, in the moment, probably not the best thing to say, but he coined a phrase that stood up for 30 years. I hear on TNT when they go, you know, they do the go, gone, fishing. gone fishing. That's exactly what it is. Oh, bro, they, they, the Cancun comes up a lot. The Every Cancun time. comes up a lot. What uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife tweeted it the other day when they beat the the Bengals. She Apple, right? One, one two, three, Everybody's Cancun. going to Cancun. Yeah. Nick Van Exel, you give that man his respect. Hey, you get your legacies where you can get your legacies. I'm not kidding you, Lee. It was, it was glorious. I enjoyed every single second of it. So I don't know what's going to spark the, the thought Tonight today, you should do it the again. The deep dive. I, saw, I looked at them all. I, you know, like, look, I, I think that I was a pretty typical 10 to 15-year-old kid. I, that I wanted the Heather Thomas poster, the the Farrah Fawcett, all of these things, but I really wanted George Brett and Reggie Jackson more. <laughs> like I was far more interested. In, hey, can I get that uh, Doctor Duncanstein poster of Daryl Griffith? I'm trying to. I think. had to have that. The one, the the random ones. Okay, there was. Remember the? Remember George Gervin? The Gervin one. No, the, he was the two ice before. Throne? He was yeah. in an ice throne. That's oh, yeah, exactly that's right. It's right. an ice man. He had on like an ice colored sweatsuit and he was sitting there holding two basketballs. It's like the Game of Thrones throne, only made of ice. Awesome. All right, I got one that you tell me if you remember this one. I'm trying to think exactly what it was. Remember Tony Gwynn was Batman? He didn't yes. dress up, yes. or, but he had so many batting titles. He's holding, I think, six bats or something like that. And it was Tony Gwynn, right? So it was just like there's certain ones that you remember. Jordan, there's obviously iconic ones left and right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Awesome. Did Dominique have one? They Dominique all had, had one. That one. was what was so fun. Like, that's how you knew who you were. And then the most famous one of them all mm -hmm. was Bo Jackson. Shoulder pads, oh, yeah, bat yeah. over the shoulder yep. with his arms hanging over. Just, just amazing. Just a fantastic one. We are. You should do that tonight from 6 to 10.
I had all of these. I had a Michael Thompson poster. I didn't even know I had it. It was called Jam Session. It was all the Nike athletes like out at Venice Beach, and there was like that. I don't know twenty guys in it, and uh -huh. Michael was in it. I yeah. didn't even know it until recently. He's like, yeah, I think they gave us like a hundred bucks to come down there and do it one day or whatever it was. You imagine you had been twenty five NBA players down at Venice Beach for a hundred dollars a piece. Get out of here, Taylor. You get you have any posters growing up? Do you have any the NBA roots? Any of that stuff or no? Because I'm imagining him would be you know it's going to be completely different players than we would be thinking of. I had a Tory Hunter, um, awesome, and Jason Williams. Yeah, yeah, Jason Williams. He's got to get, got to get a king in there. Got to have my kings. Yeah. Did you, Emily? Was a girl? Was posters a girl thing? Um, I had, she had Taylor teeny, Swift before uh, Taylor I had Swift was around. Things, but like, I like had, like Tiger Beat, Dreamboat kind of situations. My sisters had more of those, but I had um, the Dark Knight poster for uh, Heath Ledger on the back of my door. It's still there. I have Walter White. I have uh, Two Bane so far. Yep. from Bane, Bane three from three the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I had Troy Palomalu, right, uh, Fathead. Um, so like one of the big, big Damn, ones. Damn, the Fathead. Fathead one of Right. Yeah, um, I did. I think, and then I had a poster for Mumford and Sons because that was so what I was three into. guys that want to blow up the world: Troy Palomalu <laughs> yep. and Mumford and Sons. Yep. Just okay. Makes all the sense in the world. By the way, fits. That all tracks. <laughs> <laughs> that that all tracks for you, Emily. That feels about right. All right, we are and then, one. Of course, week growing up, I had Max Christie. I had Max Christie as well. <laughs> like I, even back in 1979, Max Christie wasn't getting a poster. Like the Ray guy, the, the guy punter would get one. I, yeah, I know. Give the man a second. That's, that's why they're in 13th place. That's a. Oh yeah, because I remember of, that one. Because of Christie, I <laughs> love how no, I love how Christie's the, no, the no, odd man no, out. No, follow along. If he's starting, you have a 13th place team. That's not that he's the cause of it, but if he's in it, well, then that's Troy Brown. Then because <laughs> Troy Brown's the one that's that, been in the same difference. Yeah. That's how that works. One week from the trade deadline, maybe these guys won't be starting in a week from now. We'll do it next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and. Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Does it feel to you like the Lakers have had 46 games this week? 49. <laughs> Weird week. You they had are. a little Groundhog Day. You got a game every day. They are cranking games right now. Yeah. Just pumping Is that at always before the All-Star break? I remember you, you cram a bunch of games in yeah. in a relatively short period of time. Yeah, All-Star break, you know, obviously it's not the midway point, but I think you're probably 65, something like that, almost 70% through. Yeah. That's like the barometer you just have to get to. And yeah, once it's you get downhill there, from there. Then you're about 24 away. Yeah. 
Hey, here's the funny thing. This team's been so. I think there are times when uh, I'm sure if you're uh, if you're a squad that's winning. I remember the uh, and I know it's different because it was the COVID year and we had freaking three four months where they stopped basketball. But when your squad's winning all the time, it's probably just like you don't even know what's going on. Lakers are start stop. Uh, stop. Reverse. Stop. Uh, go forward. Start, start. Two steps back. Stop, stop, you know stop. this. Stop. That, so. <laughs> yeah, they're back they're all over the map. Taylor just sent us a picture. Uh, we should post this online if you're okay with this, Taylor. Absolutely. Um, yeah. How old are you in this picture? You look like you're about maybe eight or nine. Yeah, pretty young. He's got I'm a bow and sure. arrow, and uh, I'm not. I, I did no not look grow shot. Up. I did it's not. The first thing I noticed too. <laughs> What's that? That he's not looking anywhere yeah. near the target. Uh, I was not raised with bow and arrows, so I don't know bow and arrow safety necessarily. But this feels like a bad move that you are looking away from where you have the arrow pointed. I feel like this is how accidents happen. As long as there's nobody in front of me. Well, here's know, I was going to say, here's the good hole. thing. What I see just off the picture is 187 acres of land. So I think he's. <laughs> is that I think a golf cart or is that a tractor? What it's am like I looking at? It's a golf cart. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. did you use the golf cart for? Just riding around. All right. When you have yeah. 187 acres of land. <laughs> I would think a car. I would think an ATV. Not a. Not a. I mean, you're not going to play a quick nine in the soybean fields, are you? Maybe. It doesn't sound so bad. Took so, it down hills, over ramps. You know. <laughs> so do you have? Because the picture is kind of cut off here. Are you? You just got a target there that you're shooting at. Somebody in pops or moms. I think it was telling a bale you, of hay. hay. I used okay. to practice shooting into a bale of hay. Oh, so you were like? Were you ever competitive? No, not at all. Like that would be archery, Celine. Not just hunting, not just killing woodchucks with bow and arrow. I'm an archer. There's a tournament this weekend down in Anaheim. <laughs> half, half, half Maybe archery, next, half jousting. The next axe throwing could no. be archery. I, think no, that's I was going to say. I thought he was going to say the next. Uh, you know, we're doing pickleball. Yeah, nobody knows how to do it. We're going to do. <laughs> gonna, speaking of, going to try to play today, which is a huge mistake. You know you're going through these withdrawals. The, the conversation that you've had with me in the past week about pickleball yeah. is, Slee, I can't tell you how sore I was. I don't think I'm going to make it to the finish line. Hey, I'm playing tonight. I, I The second I start to feel better, I want to go play again. Because That's good. I, I played last. I played a week ago today, and then I went to Vegas, and I could barely walk. And, and I was just in, I couldn't sleep. I was in agony. And the last couple of days, I've been better, and now I'm, I'm ready to hop back out there again. Um, when are you going to start? Oh, uh, I don't even know which day to start. Let, let me ask you this. Yeah. And be honest. Don't do your deal. Are you going to play at all yeah. before the tournament yeah, starts? I yeah, I have to. I'm going to get with Belzer. That's going to happen. When? It's. I mean, it's February. It's next month. It's coming um, up pretty quick. During the All-Star break, I'll do it. All right. Yeah, because then we have like a chance to breathe for a quick second. I, I have to play. Like I, I, I can't walk in and never have played and that's the first time I'm doing it <laughs> or a little bit or that's exactly what you should do what we like you either need to really get into it and start playing or don't play at all I love then you can't get embarrassed if, I, you, if you don't have any pre notions you I, can't get embarrassed but I love that setup <laughs> or <laughs> right you never play you know what the worst place to be is right in the middle either be good at it or dreadful Face plant like mace or win the tournament. It's better. Those are the options. I just agree. Better, it's better to be the Portland Trailblazers no. and never compete either way. No, it's not. <laughs> That's the worst thing to be. Emily, have you touched the paddle yet? Um, I have not, but I have plans this weekend to practice with my uh, with my friend Ethan. So I have it on the books. Does Ethan play or are you both Ethan beginners? plays, and he he's not like the best in the world, but he knows what he's doing. What's he ranked 
in the city of LA? <laughs> I have no idea, but I just was like, yeah, sure. sure. If you want to help me, I'll, I'll take it. That's Taylor, good. That's great. She's got somebody to play with. Just to hit the ball back yeah. and forth. Have you gone out at all, Taylor? Do I you have gone plans out, no, to just, go out? I need to. Yeah. I don't Emily, think our show's going to represent very something. well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're going to be the group that doesn't try that hard. <laughs> like, it's actually interesting. Yeah. Taylor, you and I should, uh, you and I should get out there. Think I, so? I, yeah, because she's got somebody to play with. He's basically becoming a professional out there and is <laughs> going to pull a hammy in it, the next it, 30 minutes. As long as the entire tournament lasts like 16 minutes, I got a shot. <laughs> if, if it goes to the 17th minute, I'm basically on fumes. I'm bas- I'm like LeBron in the fourth quarter. I'm just not, I don't don't quite, go overtime. I don't have quite enough time yeah. to, to get to the finish line. I didn't know that you would compare yourself. Oh, frequently. You pickleball yeah. is LeBron. In the fourth quarter. Out of gas. Overtime is when he's out of gas. <laughs> two minutes left, he's out of gas. <laughs> yeah, there okay. you go. There, I'm LeBron it's with two minutes middle. to go in the it's fourth the quarter. Middle. That feels more likely. Um, we'll see. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play today, but uh, you you need to play a little bit, Slee. No, I know. I know. I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in you. If I'm being honest, you're avoiding eye contact right no, now. Th- th- this is, this is the only. This is the only thing that I think will play to my advantage. We talked about it. Tennis, I've played before. Ping pong, I played before. When was the last time you played like, tennis? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a couple years ago. When was the last yeah, time you played ping pong? Ping pong more recently, like probably a year ago? six months ago. <laughs> okay, probably six months ago. Yeah, it's more. It's it's kind of a good hybrid of two, but it's a little more tennis than ping pong. So if you're gonna dip your toe back in the uh, paddle sports or racket sports, when you told me Demarco is straight training as if he's yes coming out of college he did the show with me last thursday and in the middle of the show he got a call from his trainer and he's like the trainer's like where are you we had an 11 30 and tomorrow uh i'm on the radio with travis and i'm like you have like a standing appointment for he goes no i started training to get ready for this pickleball thing <laughs> like oh boy here we go well we didn't trade for softball at all we still won Travis. So. very good point yeah <laughs> very good point we got second you couldn't find it. Were you trying I, to find it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I could tell. I could tell. I could see the cursor just could, everywhere. Couldn't and find I what? Does Travis go deep? Yeah. Travis goes deep. By the way, you can't see it right. Now. I only have like ten things on the board. They're all the size of a playing card, and they're all Travis goes deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I also Seven have this one. Super fun season. And this one. Ole, ole, ole. <laughs> got a few. Only way. I need and my my parrot Astley got a bunch of things. Um. One week from today, last week, DeMarco was training for pickleball. One week from now, the NBA trade deadline, the Lakers have had these two picks that are kind of their assets, right? The things that we, the the three things that they have that presumably could bring back something else are those two picks and Russell Westbrook's expiring contract. Those are the three things that would be appealing to other places. There's been a ton of speculation on whether or not the Lakers would do something with any or all of those pieces to to bring in the player to get them to the next level, et cetera, et cetera. It hasn't happened. We've been talking about it for a long time now, and it hasn't happened. we got a week to go. Right. Am I safe to assume that if this were going to happen, it would have happened by now and it's not going to happen in the next seven days? I think if you'd have asked me a week ago, I would have said... Yeah, I don't think I think the chances of something big happening or the chances of moving one of those picks or both of those picks, um, I would have said is pretty unlikely. Now I, I'm actually kind of starting to lean the other way. Really, I'm starting to lean the other way, and part of it has Are to you do with things? well, Chris Haynes. You heard him. Chris Haynes says Rob Planka still has a move or two left in him, and mm-hmm. that's Chris Haynes. Chris Haynes, one of the things I think there's certain people out there that you could really 
um, take a listen to. They're not going to do it for clout. They're not going to do it for, hey, I'm just trying to get some people to click on uh, on something. So just the the mere fact that that was out there. By the way, you could listen to Rob Polenko when they got Rui, when they got Hachimura, and he was out there and he said, um, he kind of emphasized. But he, but he also qualified it too, Slee. It wasn't just, it has I'm to be not something. D- yeah, the it has qualifier to be was it needs to, it needs to be a deal that I think makes us a much better team than we are Okay, right so now. Th- this is the only thing that I will... It's not apples to apples. If Russell Westbrook does not get traded and this offseason comes, it does not mean, and I'm not the salary cap expert, so nor am I going to try to be, but it doesn't mean, hey, 47's coming off the books. You have $47 million so like 35. available. It'll be probably between 30 and 35. Okay. And there's some determining determining factors, whatever the case is. And, and I think they're going to sign Rui to a deal and he'll probably be 10 million. So now you're working with 20, 20 to 25, right? So, but it, it's not apples to apples. You can't just I took I had that contract. It's gone now. I have that money. Okay. Part of I think the allure of still trading Russ. Uh, again, I would have told you two weeks ago. I, I wouldn't think that that was um, a possibility. And we may be sitting here one week and Russ is on the team the rest of the way. Part of the allure is, can you get a player or two that will be on your team not just for the remainder of this year, but is also locked up next year? The Lakers. If you go look at those free agents this upcoming year, there's really no attractive free agents or yeah. they're players that Chris Middleton's going to go back. Kyrie's probably going to do his own thing in Brooklyn and he's going to get a max deal or whatever it is, right? So there is not this... The the one disadvantage the Lakers would have by keeping Russ throughout the entire year, A, if you see the way they're using him, I know he comes off the bench and everything else. There's a lot of moments in the fourth quarter they're not using him. Mm-hmm. If you get into the playoffs and Russ is still kind of that liability from a shooting perspective. You already got, do you want the ball in LeBron's hands? you want the ball in Russ's hands? I think there's some clear, Dennis Schroeder brings the ball up a lot as well. I don't know how much value he's going to have when you get to the playoffs either. So I could see them, if they traded Russ, they did a move. It's not Trav just for this year. It's saying we locked up two guys also for next season. And on top of that, um, you're not going to go out in free agency and replace Russ. You're just not going to. It's, not, it's It doesn't work like that, yeah. to put it that way. All right. You, you mentioned a lot of things that I think are the, the complicating factors in getting a deal done. I want to come back and get into some of those, specifically Russell Westbrook's usage from this point forward. In fact, if he does stay and if they don't move him, what the Lakers are telling you, me, and all the fans. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Somebody's calling you the uh, Magic Johnson of archery, Taylor, that you're going for no-look bow and arrow shots. <laughs> the white chocolate. Come on, guys. Get it right. <laughs> I think you'd rather be Magic. I think that when it comes down to white chocolate or Magic Johnson. We haven't actually know. seen it, so I have no idea if he threw a no-look pass and it went three rows up the stands or it was... Bullseye. <laughs> it was perfect. Center cut. What's the middle of the bullseye? Yellow? I think it's yellow. Just That feels I like think a... red. Is it red? Yeah, yeah I think it's red. Red, red, on red a, works. At least on a... Dartboard. dartboard. Yeah. yeah, but on an archery. Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. If you're arguing with me, you win. Right. It's you yellow? Win. Yeah, it's yellow. Uh, I'll edit that where you just said the part where Travis is right. I'd like to have that <laughs> on the board, too. That should be another one of my drops. Start deleting those as we go on. <laughs> I, You know, there was a time I knew how to do it. I don't know how to do it anymore. Um, you look good, Taylor, other than you might take out your mom or your dad or the your siblings. The bowl cut? Uh, somebody did want to know yeah. where the bowl that your mother used to cut your hair was located. It's pretty rough. Different time. I saw the date on that, so I, I guess I was six years old, 97. Yeah, it's a big six-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Came probably, out of the womb, ten pounds. Probably looked like guy. he got a lot of milk. <laughs> twenty four. Looked like he was twenty four when he was probably sixteen. So, my, uh, it's funny you said you were a 10, 10 pounds on the number. Yeah, ten pound. Okay, I was almost eleven pounds when I was born. Wow. And my grandmother lived to be ninety eight years old. I had a a wonderful relationship with my grandmother on my mom's side. Got got to really know her over my forty something years that we were together. I don't know if there was ever a time in the 40-some-odd years that I would see her for the first time after a while where she wouldn't remind me that I was a ridiculously <laughs> large baby. And, oh, by the That's way, like record setting, though. not good-looking. Like, oh, you were huge and not cute at all. Thanks, Graham. Thanks. Appreciate I, that. I appreciate that. Um, I'll take a cookie. Trev and then out. she was very sweet after that. Yeah. Very sweet after yeah, that. Yeah, Trav came out with a sleeve of Thin Mints in his hand. <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting plenty of nourishment, that's for sure. Almost 11, 11 pounds. Just about 10 pounds, like 13 ounces, something like that. Damn. Big. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's And then and then, oh, then she tried to shame Susan because all of all of my kids um, came in around 7 pounds, kind of you know normal-sized babies. And it was like, no, no, that's not big enough. We don't. Have, we we throw those back. Like she was trying to be funny, <laughs> but my, my Susan was mortified. She's like, there's there's nothing wrong with my children. And those look pretty small. Did you did you? Susan eat was ready to swing. <laughs> Susan doesn't play around with that stuff. And the funny part was, neither did my grandmother. So they were kind of oh, like, they yeah, bun some heads there. No one's backing down. What do you mean? It's it's he was almost eight pounds. Yeah, you know, most of mine were like ten. You know, I'm just just saying they they look. They, what are you they, raising they look, here? Look, yeah, kind of malnourished children. Malnourished. They just we've, they've been here for a day. What is? By the way, it was like six is normal. Yeah, I or think so, average. Yeah, I think six, seven, well, some, eight somewhere to in ten. The, that's a big. It's a big kid. Big baby. Yeah, it's a. There, there's a lot going on. All right, we were talking about Russell Westbrook a second ago, um, and you were saying. You know, you just can't replace him at the end of the year with a you know player for player kind of situation. The money obviously is dependent on some other factors and yeah. those sorts of things. But 
if they don't move him, mm-hmm. right? If they decide to keep him, which I think is a, a very likely possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be stunned if they did, but I think, I think more likely he stays than he goes. Agreed. Let's put it that agreed. Way. I think that's exactly right. I also think if that is what happens, I think they're telling us without telling us that guys, there isn't a move out there that's going to make us a lot better. We're not going to make a run in the playoffs to, to the point where it's like, hey, this is getting exciting. Not that they won't get in, but this is kind of they what we have. They may not even get in. That could happen too. For sure. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of where we are. I'm not spending what little capital I have to not make us any better. I'm not the one thing I have is an expiring contract, and maybe there's not a huge free agent that I want to have. But I'd also rather have something than nothing to go from 13th to 11th and be inside this thing or barely outside of it or whatever it is. If they don't make a move without saying it, that's what I'm picking up from them if they decide to have Russell Westbrook on this team past the deadline. So that that quote that I was talking about, um, this is Palenka. This was when they were introducing Rui. And I said this at the beginning of the season. If there's an opportunity to get all the way to the end and win a championship, there's no resource we'll hold on to if we feel like that's there. Now, I understand that there's no move you can make that's going to guarantee you that. All you can do is just increase your chances. And that I think that's what we're talking about. Let me throw out some names here that have been rumored around the Lakers. Have been There's been conversation around the Lakers, um, whether it's Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Part of the Chicago Bulls, are they going to start selling off? The they've Char- had a weird season. If I, and, and their quarterback is Lonzo. Yeah, and that and entire engine goes with Lonzo, and he hasn't been there all season. But they might, they might start selling. Um, the Toronto Raptors could very easily start selling. They're going to keep the right pieces, but OG Ananobi could be out. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. <clears throat> there was an article yesterday. What it would take to get him. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, are they going to really pay him in the offseason? He may go. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are just some players. Um, the Charlotte Hornets, who I think it's perfect what they're doing, they're going to try to go get Wembenyama, and they want to be one of the three worst records in the NBA. So whatever assets they have, they're okay with saying, okay, hey, just give us some draft compensation, take this guy, take that guy, whatever the case is. So there are players out there that could come to the Lakers. It's going to come down to two things, Trev. A, if you're Rob Palenka, do you think – we are that player away from now hanging with the rest of the crew. Because mm-hmm. it's not about you went and made a trade and now you're going to be number eight. Right. No, it's we went and made a trade. Give us a seven-game set with Memphis. It's a coin flip. Or Memphis has a little bit of an advantage. Or Denver has a little bit of it. It's got to be something like that. If they don't make a move, I think you are right. I think it's just simply that the market has told them there's no move to be had. And their team has told them. Not the market and the team. The market for sure because... What do you think the, it's more of? I think it's more the team. I think it's more the market. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think it's the team that... It's the same thing we've talked about from the beginning of the season. That yes, the West is kind of flat. Yes, everybody's kind of bunched together. Yes, there isn't a great team that is clearly the team to beat going into it, whether it's Golden State, Denver, Memphis, whatever it might be. There isn't one. But the Lakers have not gotten out of exactly where they've been all season long. If they were in the mix with those other teams, they'd at least occasionally pop up in there. They'll beat them for a game here or there. It's not that they can't win games. It's that they don't win enough games in a period of time to start to creep up the standings. They haven't. So I think if I'm if I'm taking what you just said, you're not talking about that's what you think Rob Palenka believes, that's what you believe. No, I think that's what Rob Palenka and I believe. So I think that Rob 100% 
if there was a player to be had and he felt like that the market was reasonable or he didn't feel like he was going to get fleeced or he didn't feel like he felt like he could get the proper return back, I think they make that move. I really do. And I think the team and the roster that you're looking at... So for the last year, they haven't found that move. It just it just has not presented itself. I, no, I don't think it hasn't presented itself. I think they, other teams have told them this is what it's going to cost, and they have been comfortable to say, we are not going to pay that. Right? That, that they're comfortable in telling the other teams out there that they're not going to go make that yeah, move. Yeah. And, and, and the reason, Trav, let me tell you, the reason why I think that that front office, the team has less to do with it than the actual... Market. Um, the actual market, I, I, I don't think they make the trade for Rui if that was the case. I know Rui didn't cost a lot, yeah, but Rui cost still costs three second rounders. Yeah. It, it's not nothing. Let's put it that way. I think it's worth the risk. Sure, I, I don't disagree with that. And I, I think it's closer to nothing than something. I think they are looking at whatever other teams are telling them, or whatever. One of the biggest problems, Lakers. There's 12 teams in front of the Lakers. Yeah. What if Portland's trying to make a trade for one of these guys? What if? But this is the thing out. It's like one of these guys. There, there isn't a guy that you know is going to move, who's a difference maker. There are guys that are would make you a better team. But in in years past, there's the guy. Hey, look, so and so is going to trade this guy. It's mm-hmm. the best offer is going to get this guy, and it may kind of swing it one way or the other. It may make them go from a team that's kind of in it to a team that's much more competitive come postseason. All of these guys that we're talking about, even guys like Zach Levine, who's a nice player, I don't know whoever gets Zach Levine all of a sudden, oh, man, they got him. Okay, now they're the team to beat. They're all kind of mid-tier guys, maybe slightly better than that, but there's no, hey, we're going to get that guy and everything changes. So here, here's the difference, I think, with the Lakers. You, what you're giving up to get these guys, I don't think has anything to do with the guys. Because I don't think those players, like, I, I don't think if the Lakers lost Russell Westbrook tomorrow, mm-hmm. but Zach Levine came in, I think you'd feel much more benefit of having Zach Levine than you would of Russ not being here. It's just going to come down to the draft compensation. That's it. They got so many players. But, but the, I agree with that, but I think there's a second sentence after that. I, mm-hmm. I agree with everything you said, but also does Zach Levine make them a threat to win the Western Conference? I don't think he does. And and that's that's the... It, it's a good team. It's a better team. A I don't good know team. if it's a good team. I, I, don't, I, don't, I won't go that far. It's better, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's good. And that's the part that I think Rob Plink and I may share a similar point of view, that I'm not getting rid of Russell Westbrook or the picks or whatever just to get better. I want to be good. And I don't know if any of these guys, not even to make it Levine specific, any of the players that we're talking about potentially moving, I don't know if anybody takes them from where they are to good. Where they are to better, yes. Where they are to good, I don't just don't see the deal. Part of part of the other motivation is like we said, any player that you are trading for, run once Russ is gone, he's gone. And trying then to put together a team next year when that contract is now out the door, Mm -hmm. you'll have less options. You have less options because of that. Because he's gone? Yeah, because that 47, like we were just talking about, right? The amount of money that's there, right? You got, it's not $47 million are coming in and there's a great free agency pool and now they're going and picking. The only thing is if they decide, I think this is part of the thing with Rui, they know they're going to have more than just this season. Whoever they trade for, the idea and the concept is they have more than just this season. Hey, did you see with William Tell coming up next? It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. 
Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Before we get to, hey, did you see, uh, Taylor, how sharp were, like when you were there, six-year-old bow and arrow wielding Taylor Smith, how sharp is the tip of that arrow? Sharp enough to pierce a, a target. A person? Yeah. <laughs> I like to per- target. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to learn safety. If I were... If nobody was in front of me in the picture, 30 don't feet worry. away from you when you were six years old and you shoot that, <laughs> does it stick in my leg? <laughs> was, I, was that that good of a shot? Are you no, asking? no, no. Like oh, if it's an, definitely if sticking If an accident happened and you inadvertently... It's not going to feel good. Would it yeah. stick in my leg? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Maybe take that away from this the six. Dangerous. Yeah. Anyway, I I have a lot more questions. We'll yeah. get to more. What do you got for us? It's a different world out there in Iowa. I guess so. Did you see that three coaches have been fired after it was revealed that a twenty-two year old assistant suited up for and appeared in a junior varsity girls basketball game in Portsmouth, Virginia? I did so, see that. Yes. This is kind of a, a repeat of Tuesday. Actually, uh, could you beat three ten-year-olds in a pickup game to three or in a pickup game to eleven? Sliwa. Um. First off. I'm posting up right out the gate. Second off, I'm throwing elbows. It's going to get dirty out there. Um, I'm taking charges. Uh, I think I could beat them. I think I could beat three 10-year-olds. Let's just put it that way. It, it's going to be a close game. Up to three, three to two. I hit one at the buzzer, but yes, I think I, I think I take them. <laughs> How many were playing to three? Now, if they were 12-year-olds, now we're t- now it's different. That oh, it's extra a big difference. two years it's is a big, di- a, is a big it, difference. Are these 10-year-olds we're competing against, are they basketball players? Yeah. They're going to beat you. They're going to beat me. They're going to beat all of us. 12 or 10? 10. There's no, three no, of 10 them. 10 we can. 10 there's, we can. If, if there's three of them and they know how to play basketball a little and yeah. they spread out. They're selfish. They're, they're, well, that may be it. But <laughs> if they today, play yeah. basketball, they're going to get a layup a lot of the times. Or they're going to get very short jump shots a lot of the time. If they're just three 10-year-olds off the street. What if you or, get the ball first? Yeah, if they're soccer kids, maybe. But look, you're going to miss. Yeah. You'd have to make all your shots. I agree. I'm a lot bigger than the average 10-year-old, but if they play, I think they'd get me. I really do. I would ref, and I'd call three seconds in the key. <laughs> um, at the Kennedy Recreation Center well, sure. days. I think they were 8 to 10. There, were, there was 8 to 10, 10 to 12, whatever the ages were, right? 
I I'm not kidding. Once they start hitting like 12, 13, we're in we're in trouble. Yeah, that's, we're in trouble. Ten is like that. That it's the cusp. cutoff. It's the cusp. Yeah. But if they know how to spread the floor, if they've been well coached, I was going to say, <laughs> if I was a good coach, they'd beat me. Yeah, if they know how to just yeah, you stand over here. He can't get to three places at once. Yeah, we're all going to be six feet away from the hoop, but we need to be spread out. They got I like shot. the twenty-two-year-olds going back and playing and. Congratulations, you beat eighth graders. Right, way to go in a JV game. Too. In a it's JV meaningless. Game. Yeah. Come on. Like a cheat for the doing? state championship, not for the JV team. It's nuts. Did you see the video too? She was like calling and ones and stuff, <laughs> celebrating. I, so this is the first I've ever heard of it. The fact that there's also if she's doing this too, where <laughs> too small and doing this, we got we the got three issues. to the temple. By the way, those are the those are the ten year olds you're playing against. Those kids, remember those little kids that were flexing and they're winning. They're winning. That's yep, what I'm talking about. Winning. Those kids are beating us. Yeah, like, and they're running their mouth. If you went to soccer practice, right, and pulled three Tristans and Ethans off the field, sure, those kids you're going to smash. <laughs> but the basketball kids, very like, accurate with the names there. That I have. Don't kids. forget Aiden. Oh, lots of Aidens. Yeah. Yes. All right, Ethan. Next, <laughs> next up, guys. Did you see I that the average Americans? <laughs> Sorry. The average Sorry. American utters 80 to 90 curse words every day. So what are some top tier insults that don't require curse words? Travis. I, I have an answer to this. It's I, I use it a lot. You you might, might even know what I'm about to say. I think it's a great word. When you say it, you know exactly what the person means by it. It means a very specific type of guy or, or girl. Jerk. Jerk is a great... That guy's that guy a jerk. Like You know exactly it's what that thing yeah. is. Is that, that does that qualify? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that is a very good, clean word to describe somebody that you're not a fan of. All right, so I, I think it's also how you say it, right? Because I might sit here and say, "Man, you're stupid," or if I could say, "You're stupid." Ooh. There's certain ways you say things that I think can pierce somebody without it being a curse word. Jerk's a good one. I think when you're start, you know. I, if somebody says you're an idiot, I don't really care. I'm not paying attention. I think it's how somebody says it. Clown is good. Clown is, yeah, clown. Yeah, <laughs> Jabroni. Jabroni's good, but that's like wrestling. You need to know. It is. Kelsey was, <laughs> it was a wrestling moment. It, it, and he's a wrestling type of personality. personality. Yeah, like if I called you a Jabroni, like, yeah. what are you doing? You don't even watch wrestling. Well, I mean, listen, there are things you could say to someone. You could say you're ugly. You could say you're you're fat. You're this. You're that. There's things yeah, you could do to insult. hit somebody personally, <laughs> which is out, which is not a curse word. You're a Yahoo. Like when you called all the quarterbacks ugly that day. <laughs> Who were you particularly? Trevor, oh, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. And then after they beat the Chargers, I'm like, this. she's completely right with everything that she Handsome said. Handsome devil. Dreamboat. <laughs> but, as looking um, as they get. This isn't exactly the same question, but my soccer coach when I grew up, he always had, he would always have like, he was very Christian. So he, I don't even know if he used curse words in his regular life, but when something happened, he would, he was also short. He had tiny little legs and he would run up and down the uh, field going, sugar. And he'd like do like. Um, my mom says that. And he would say. Uh, like, sugar. Bless it. Bless it. Jesus McPriest, and you say like really loud or all this stuff. It was like always these like really weird things that I kind of also picked up in my life. So now when I used to coach um, water polo, I used to say sugar a lot too, and then they, they would make fun of me. And I was like, well, okay, do you want me to say the other word? I'm not going to say the other word. <laughs> you rotten, stinking, blinkity blanks. <laughs> you little sugar. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. I like that. I love it. Did you see that 84% of Americans think that people are angrier today than they were a generation ago? No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sliwa, when was the last time that you were so angry that you yelled? 
Wow, that I actually yelled. Okay, this we'll try to justify this. Rookie. I'm not kidding. Literally, I was going to tell you. So this guy sometimes go take him for a walk, and he's like demented. I don't know what's going on. His eyes are. I'm like this. There's a demon inside of him or something. Okay, and to kind of get this dude under control, I I took him by the leash, by the collar, put him down. And I freaking yelled at him. And then when I yelled at him, I'm like, why did I just yell at him? But Rookie is the last person that I've had a confrontation with. <laughs> I yell at my kids. But but I what, what is your, I, I, what I, I is try, your definition I, I, of yelling? Yelling loudly <laughs> with, with anger in my voice. Does it has it become because if you do it all the time, then I, don't, it I don't I don't do it all the time, mm-hmm. but I do do it. I, I try not to. I really truly well, holds do more power if you to. don't do it all the time. I do it more than I probably should. I, I, I've probably erred on the side of using it more frequently than I should, but I do. I yell at the kids, and I I don't like it. I always feel bad after I've done it because I yell like Susan does. The the neighbors are going to hear you kind of thing. Mm. Like not not just. Hey, knock it off. Not not that. Like, I'm yelling. And she's like, you know, the neighbors can hear you. I'm like, well, they did you see what they just did? They should close their window. Did, did you No. Did you see what that kid just did right now? Do you not want to strangle them to death? What's their reaction? What's usually... Who takes the reaction The doesn't literally... Bobby. Bobby doesn't care? Doesn't care at all. I haven't yelled at him in a long time because he's an adult and there's yeah. not really much to yell about. Michael takes it the hardest. He's the most sensitive. Wait till a couple yeah. more years. I'm assuming he's no, going to be he's, like Bobby. He's wired different. No, no, no. Bobby mm. didn't care when he was five. <laughs> Bobby didn't take his he, shoes he, in the Rose he Bowl. He didn't care when he was five. Michael still cares. Yeah. I mean, as you guys all know, I get animated about several different topics. Like what? So I probably, <laughs> my, my most recent <laughs> yelling is Yesterday, probably, right? Yeah, yesterday or just the first segment what, what of the show it, today. Milk yesterday? Milk yesterday. <laughs> there's something else. but And I also did a trivia last night over some sort of stupid thing. <laughs> but last did time. Did you guys lose or win? We, I take it you lost. lost. Yeah. Tell it, us more. <laughs> Third? What happened? We messed up on the Rat Pack and the Brat Pack. We were supposed to name all the members of both the Rat Pack and the Brat Pack. Oh, I want to try to do, do that. It. Did you so, yell at your own teammates? No, kind of. Yeah. But it's, Did you like, forget it's like Peter Lawford yelling. from the Rat Pack? I forgot most of the people from both of them. I was uh, waiting for her I to for, say, you, know you lost us the game, and well, she okay, yelled no, at them. No, so the thing is, there's this one segment where you have to... You, you have a bunch of answers, and then you have to connect why they're. You have to connect all the answers together. So it's mm-hmm. like last night it was penguins, and it was like Danny DeVito, and it was Emperor, and all these things. Okay, so why are these all things connected? It's penguins. But <laughs> my one friend, we were told him don't guess until we have all the answers, and he started saying like, <laughs> anyway. So it's kind of we have playful fun. I feel together. bad for him. Don't feel bad for him. He's Ethan. He's gonna want to play pickleball with. Ethan. Oh, Book. he's gonna be. Emily's gonna be just launching the ball to space. She's not gonna try to. <laughs> no, score he's gonna dominate her. He's gonna teach her nothing. <laughs> Raiders still need a quarterback, and uh, Tom Brady's not available, but another Hall of Famer might be. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.